Well, just a few days ago, the Nashville Predators were about to put some veterans on the trade market. Now they might be knocking the tires on Bo Horvat. Make it make sense. We'll talk about those rumors today. Plus, we have plus minus from the past week in Preds hockey. And a look ahead to the Calgary Flames game tonight. All coming up on a packed Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators. Your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available to you wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at onthefourcheck.com, and I have a partner in crime who, according to the man that was sitting next to her at the Buffalo Sabres game this past weekend, is just starting to learn hockey, so everybody... Take it easy on her opinions. <laughs> I am Ann Kimmel. I am a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. <laughs> it was I'm, an experience. I'm assuming the guy you sat next to did not listen to Locked on Predators. I don't eat. You know what? Maybe he does and maybe he just thinks I really don't still know what icing is. I don't know. And here's what I will say across the board. First of all, always go into a game with the assumption that a woman knows what she's talking about at hockey. Don't go to a hockey game and sit next to a woman and just make the assumption that she doesn't know a sport. But also when the woman gets things right, because I'm look, when I'm there professionally, I'm professional. When I'm there you know, we went because of my husband's work. When I'm there as a spectator, oh, I spectate verbally. I'm a verbal spectator. <laughs> and when I verbally get things right, most of the time, all the time, like, go with it. You don't have to be surprised every time. <laughs> he was delightful. I want to say that. Like, he was a very kind person. I don't think, you know, I don't think he meant any ill will or anything. He was very kind. But yes, he was really surprised at what I knew and wanted to know, did I know anything about the coach? Do I know who the coach is? Did I, have I heard anything about him as a coach before? Because he, he's coached other places besides the Nashville Predators. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> That's on, you know. Uh, and my should... husband is sitting next to me, just giggling, just giggling. And he'd kind of elbow me when the guy would kind of, do you know anything about, do you have, do you know who the head coach is? Yeah. Was, was he an avalanche fan? Because oh my gosh. No, because... because based on the YouTube comments we've gotten on our shows in the playoffs, that might be an avalanche fan that thinks <laughs> we don't know what we don't know anything about hockey. I think the avalanche fans think we think we know about hockey. I think this man, just in his own good-natured way, just thought I didn't know anything about hockey. It wasn't as nefarious an assumption, perhaps. Bless Colorado Avalanche. And look, we love our Locked On Avs guys. Like, we Hi. love that podcast. If you all want a second listen, they're amazing. There, there's some lot, or there's some Colorado Avalanche fans that maybe don't hit amazing on the charts. <laughs> 
There are lots that do. Yes. We uh, know the other ones. <laughs> yes. We have seen their comments. Um, speaking Whoa. of, speaking of, you don't know what you're talking about, uh, the Nashville Predators front office. Uh, so this was a rumor that popped up over the weekend. We know that, um, we know what the, the Predators are apparently possibly uh, kicking the tires on a rebuild, maybe trading away some of the veterans, maybe getting a little bit younger. Then a, um, a, a clip from a radio show from Rick Dollywall, who covers the Vancouver Canucks, they have their own trade stuff going on up there. And according to him, the Nashville Predators have called on Bo Horvat, a pending unrestricted free agent, somebody that the Nashville Predators are probably going to have to pay a big contract to if they want to lock him up long term. So it doesn't really make sense from a salary standpoint because they couldn't afford his new contract unless they gave away a lot of people really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Number two, it doesn't make sense this year because as we saw over the past three games, you're now starting to fall out of the playoff picture. And, you know, are you going to give up what sounds like a lot of future capital for four months of Bo Horvat, who, you know, the end result may not even be the postseason. So my question, Anne, to you, what the hell? <laughs> That's a question I feel really comfortable fielding when it comes to this. Yeah, this that's that is also my answer. My answer back to you is what the hell? Like, but not like what the hell we should do it, but like what the hell are we all doing here? Yeah, what? Get on the same page, please. Like, um, so in looking into this, they're kind of saying, here's kind of what Vancouver wants. Vancouver wants some cap space. They're maybe looking for a right defenseman and maybe a young center. Let me tell you some things right now. Dante Fabro. Okay. I can see where they would maybe be. There'd be some interest in Dante Fabro. I don't know how I feel about that, but I understand that that maybe that's a direction that the Predators are looking. I think that's something that we've heard consistently so I get that one. If you think I'm going to be okay with somebody taking young Tommy Novak or Yuso Parsonen, or I swear I will hurt you, Cody Glass, you will pry those three young centers out of my cold, dead hand before you use them in a trade to bring in a guy who's going to play for Nashville for four months at best and go somewhere else. Because like you said, you are looking at putting together a big fat contract next year. Wh whose big fat contract are you going to get rid of Yeah. to look that far down the road? This would be such a short-sighted, bad move for the Nashville Predators. And here's the thing, like, and let's say they, they do you know, trade for because they think maybe he's a more longer term piece. Okay. Like in a situation they trade and then like immediately like sign him to an extension. And, uh, you know, the, you, you start looking for pieces to give up to make that cap space happen. Is Bo Horvat better 
than the center options you have right now. Well, and how are you going to get rid of those options? Yeah, like it's it's clearly if you're going to like if your expectation is that you're going to try to give up like like Ryan Johansson's contract as part of this trade, you're going to have to give up more than just a draft pick, a young center and a young right shot at defenseman. You're going to have to add some sweetener in that yes. friend. Yes. Um yeah, but I mean, you know, Bo Horvat, you know, good, really good numbers this year. You know, 30 oh, goals, absolutely. 48, 48 points. I mean, that would put him tops of the Preds. But he's also, you know, kind of for most of his career been like a 60, 70 point guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like he's just kind of like yes. you know, 52 points last year. Uh, his previous career high before this was 61 points, which is, you know, below Ryan Johansson's high. And, you know, I look at that and he's about to be, you know, 27 years old. So it's not like there's still room to grow. I mean, you're only he's only three years younger than Johansson and, you know, four or five years younger than Duchesne. So it's like, what are are you really is that really an upgrade? Is that really like we're going to kind of revamp the future here? Because it just seems like you're just pushing the window back like one year, one or two years. And in the process, losing a lot of young people to build a future core around. And to me, that's like, this doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. Now, I, I, I maybe, maybe the Preds have, maybe this is a situation. Remember the Preds were apparently very active uh, in the trade market last summer. Uh, remember JT Miller, What's available mm-hmm. for the, the Canucks yep. and then some, um, you know, the rumors where the Preds were linked to them just because the Preds had some pieces that Vancouver would have wanted. Um, you know, the rumor they, you know, called on Matthew Kachuk, was told that he wasn't interested in coming to Nashville. But, you know, the, the pieces were there that the Preds were looking to kind of make a splash via trade. Mm-hmm. It just happened. So maybe this is like, you know, hey, maybe the Preds were interested at some point. Like at one point in time, the Preds interest in Horvat. I, I would think your situation this season has kind of changed the outlook on that, right? I mean, one I mean, would think. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like you know going out and selling a lot of pieces to get him should be the priority. The priority should be kind of shifting the focus towards maybe finding ways out of some of these contracts while simultaneously starting to push guys like, you know, Yuso Parson and Cody Glass and, you know, Phil Tomasino and Luke Evangelista down in Milwaukee, push some of those guys into more of the forefront of the team rather than just young up and comers. But, you know, the, the, the best way to describe it is it just doesn't make sense to me. And, and it doesn't make sense from, you know, either a front office or kind of a practical standpoint either. Right. And I agree with you. You love the season that he's having. I think it would be really fun to see him on the ice. I just don't think there is anything about a move like this that gets Nashville closer to being where I think they want to be, whether they try to get there by adding some pieces around this core again, which I feel like we've done that. We've seen kind of where that lands. Or if Nashville's getting ready to 
like you said, sort of turn the the reins of this over a little bit more to some of these young up and coming players. I'm not sure how this move gets you closer to success in either of those avenues. Would it be fun? Sure. You know, I like a little, Wait, you know, it it up. Uh, not if you trade away one of those young centers. Yeah. And that for me right there, when I read that, I was like, you will not, we will not do this again. Because let me tell you, we are still not anywhere past the big feelings about the Ellie Tolvanen thing. If you trade away some young guy that this team, you know, is, is showing like, look, we're going to invest in these, you know, these three young centers. If you trade one of those away, like, Ooh, friend, I don't want to come to work that next day. Mm -mm. Well, considering Ellie Tolvanen now has seven points in eight games with the Kraken, including five goals. Just had to say it out loud there, didn't you, Nick? Yep. Yes, <laughs> you I did. You said the quiet part out loud. Uh, the good thing about that is that's going to give us content uh, oh, for my a, very, a very long time, man. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I don't either. Do you want to talk about plus minus instead? Let's do plus minus. Let's do it. Uh, that is our weekly look back at Nashville Predators hockey, where we judge the highs and lows. We will get to that in just one second. Plus, look ahead to tonight's uh, game against the Calgary Flames, dear God. But first, want to mention today's show is sponsored by Athletic Greens. They have a product I use literally every day. I started taking their product, AG1, because they sent me a free kit of it. I was a skeptic, tried it, loved it, loved the flavor. It, uh, trust me, like if you're put off by green powders, like I kind of was at first, the flavor is not what you're expecting. The flavor is good and smooth. And once I started taking it, I have more energy in the mornings. Uh, I don't crash in the middle of the afternoon and I don't have, you know, that weird kind of stomach bloated feeling throughout the day. So you may be asking, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamin, vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and everybody's favorite, adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much everything that you can think of. If you're worried about the price, don't. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. And it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Instead, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And let's be honest, it's cheaper than uh, that daily Starbucks run you make every single day. It's recommended by leading professional athletes and leading health experts. And it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So everybody likes it. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Anne. It's Monday. That means it's time for plus minus. 
this is right. where this is where we go back in the past week of Predators hockey. We give pluses to the players or parts of the game that we absolutely loved and minuses to the parts of the game that we think need some improvement over the next little bit. So, Anne, give us a plus. Always, always starting with the plus. So from this past week, and this may seem like an underwhelming plus, but it is it is an, a plus about an incident, but really it's about the man. And I want to give a fat plus, as we often do lately, to UC Soros. Mm-hmm. UC Soros had his first, this knocks my socks off, his first shutout last Monday against the Ottawa Senators, which I found absolutely shocking. But it was his first shutout this season. Because we have seen, I mean, UC Soros, there's like smoke coming off his blocker. Because he is just blocking everything, saving everything. Do I mean, he's doing everything this team needs to be a competitive team. UC Soros is doing that. Well, we can tackle some of the other details around that in our minus section. But yeah. he has been hands down. He has been this team's best player right now. And the team has got to do better for him. But to get his first shutout was terrific. The fact that it was shocking to me it was his first shutout is just a testament mostly to how fantastic he has been for the Nashville Predators. Also, maybe a little bit to my memory, but we're going to focus on how fantastic he has been. So for me, you yeah. see Saros, fat plus. Yeah, uh, in, in recency bias wise, a uh, mm-hmm. you know, couple of goals in that Buffalo game that, that were a little, little characteristic for him, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if you guys read on the forecheck.com, um, Jeff Middleton put out a, a really good piece on UC Saros this season and uh, kind of how he has been erasing a lot of bad hockey for the Nashville mm-hmm. Predators points this season. So uh, go check it out if you need a deep dive on Saros. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I am sticking with the Finns, but I'm going to go with the baby Finn. <gasps> I He's so Parsonen. Come on. Uh, remember Yusuf Parson and he got off to that big, uh, that big start. He had something like what, five, like five points in his first three games with the Preds, mm-hmm. something along those lines. And then if you recall, he got really cold. Uh, all he of did. a sudden he, you know, he kind of disappeared. He, you know, went, uh, almost an entire calendar month, uh, without finding the score sheet at all. Uh, he was kind of shuffled up and down the lineup a few times, but he's mounted, he's found his way back into the top six and it's starting to pay off. And over his last six games, eight points, eight points yeah. in his last six games, uh, included a two point performance last week against Montreal. He added another assist uh, against the Buffalo Sabres last week. And again, you know, you're still seeing like some kind of, you know, inconsistencies in his game because he's 21 years old right but he's making up for it with some really smart play in the offensive zone you see him doing a lot to create chances and you know you you talk about players that you need to rebuild the team around and start putting into more prominent positions you know for all of john heinz's fault do you know anything about him uh, before you know he was a Nashville coach, and yeah, yeah, 
for for all of John Hines's uh, faults as a head coach, and you know some criticism he you know deserves from this past season. Mm-hmm. He has put Yuso Parsonen. He has taken the leash off Yuso Parsonen and is starting to get rewarded with it with some good offensive play here lately. So credit to Yuso Parsonen uh, on a hot streak, starting to refine his form. Uh, hopefully he doesn't wind up on waivers for in two years. Don't, I need you to not, we're going to need to not <laughs> say that. We're going to need to not say that. The other thing I want to shout out Parsonen for is just defensively, He's playing very smart defensively as well. Like you're really seeing this kid develop on both ends of the ice. So yes, I absolutely wholeheartedly affirm he is a fat plus for this team right now. Uh-huh. And he's just a little baby Finn. He is. He is. He has got some Finland growing up to do for sure. He does. Bless. All right, Anne. Let's get to a minus. Oh, gosh. Um. My first minus is the team's performance. Do I have more than one? Is that what you just said? Well, you said first minus. My so first minus is more than one. There are there. You know what? I did not have trouble coming up with minuses this week, and that <laughs> does not bode well for anyone. <laughs> not the predators. Not the people who live with me. Nobody. But I'm going to focus in on um, this minus, and that is how poorly I felt the team played in front of young Yaroslav Askarov. Yes. You know, this really was an odd situation to begin with. There's no way that the Nashville Predators fans would have gotten a look at Yaroslav Askarov had it not been for a series of unfortunate events where back-to-back games, Buffalo coming up on Saturday night, Kevin Lankin and sick, unable to go. But this was a really great opportunity, all things considered, to bring somebody up before probably they really should have been brought up to the NHL. You bring him up, you're playing the Montreal Canadiens. You know, you're coming off of a really great game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, a very good team. And and Nashville, minus a mistake at the end, really played pretty well and competitively against Toronto. And I thought this is a good opportunity because this team is going to play well defensively in front of him. They managed Toronto, even minus Austin Matthews, which is a factor. But, you know, they still played well against Toronto. So this is a good first opportunity for Askarov. What in the ever-loving flag knob, children? Like, what are you are putting this delightful brand spanking new like the shine has not worn out the the stars are in his eyes goaltender in net and then that is how you play in front of him like yep y'all this was such i mean this could have been a, a really ideal night for askarov and i feel like Yes, he made some rookie mistakes. Yes, he has got learning to do when it comes to NHL play, pace, speed, shot speed, all of that. But the team in front of him did not do what they needed to do for a goaltender who is young, who is making their first appearance in the NHL. I am so disappointed in that. Yeah. And and it's, it's weird because the Predators team defense before that, Mm-hmm. playing really well and you know what to an extent that buffalo game the team defense also did a lot of things really really, really well too um 
and and it's you know it's so it's disappointing that the game in which you know your defense probably most needs to help out your goaltender Mm -hmm. you couldn't get up for that and i don't know if it was the second half of the back-to-back i don't know if montreal was just really on um they were there is just a lot of plays that you look at and it's like what what is going on here yeah and uh, you know every like everybody but ryan mcdonough I think. Thank you. This needs to take a look in the mirror for that game, whether it's the blue line, whether it's your forwards, you got to look and say something is off about the team defense we're playing right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there is some sort of mental adjustment where they almost overplay because they're playing in front of a, a goaltender making their NHL debut, but it was just a miss. Whatever the reasoning was behind it. And like you said, with the exception of Ryan Patrick, it it was a miss in front of a scare off and that was super disappointing yeah for sure um let's get to a few more plus minuses in just a second and yeah we know there are still plenty of minuses but we also have plenty of pluses as hoctimists but first want to let you know that this episode's brought to you by our great friends at betonline.net BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all of the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that is out there. Of course, we're in the thick of the pro football playoffs. They've got all the information you can need for that league. They've got college basketball. They've got international soccer. They have every sport you could be interested in at BetOnline.net. And if you happen to be somebody who loves a sports podcast, and you might be if you're here, uh, you can find some of those at Bet Online as well. Bet Online is always going to be the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. So head to their website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Anne. You mentioned you had more than one minus. I did. Go ahead and get to our second minus. Um, okay, I I have a second team specific minus and then I have a general minus. Which one would you rather hear? Lay both. You okay. Go through, you go through both very quickly. Very quickly. Okay. My second team related minus is I am so frustrated not having any idea who this Nashville Predators team is. Yeah, amen so frustrated. We go into last week, you get a shutout in Ottawa. You are coming off of two amazing wins over two really good playoff caliber teams. And then wah, wah, wah. Okay, you, you can't quite pull it out over Toronto, although I still feel pretty good about that game. And then the Montreal thing, and then Buffalo. It's like, okay, you got to get up. It is Saturday night at home in Smashville against a really spicy Buffalo team. Yeah. In their spicy reverse retros. Can we talk about their reverse retros too? Yes. I like the all-white look. I love them. Yeah. Love them. They're very clean with like the blue and and, uh, yellow Buffalo head. Yeah. I I love it. I love, they're one of my favorite reverse retros. Mark kept saying to me, stop complimenting people on them because there was several Buffalo fans there that had them. And I'm like, y'all have the best reverse retros. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I just don't know who this team is. I don't know who this team is, you know, in consistency, consistency, consistency. I can almost embrace a team that is mediocre if I know that you truly are going to be mediocre. Okay, I can find joy in that. It's hockey. Yeah. But it's the up and the down. It's the we're a team that can beat Carolina. Whoops. Can't quite play good defense in, you know, in front of a young goaltender against Montreal. The inconsistency I am finding to be completely maddening. No, 100%. And we talked about this, you know, last week. We were like, wouldn't it be great if we just saw like a a Nashville Predator season where everyone was average? Yes. Like they don't have to be like on a record setting pace, but they don't have to be like super below what they normally output it. We just want like average season. Like give me some of these players and give me their career averages. And then let's see where this Nashville Predators team Mm -hmm. is. And just for whatever reason, we haven't gotten that. And now it seems like we're out of time to get that. But I I agree with you. It's maddening because it just seems like it just seems like we're we're never going to know what the full potential of this Nashville Predators team is because they could never play up to their full potential enough to get up to give us an idea. Right. I agree. That is 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 the outlier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, What was, what was your other one? Okay. I am not feeling this all-star voting thing. I like, I look, here's what I will say. I like, like, and I get from a marketing perspective and just as a hockey fan, I'm here for have one player from every team there because you know what? Every fan, whether your team is amazing or your team is, you should have somebody to root for at the all-star. So here for that part. I should not have to work this hard to get Roman Yossi or Philip Forsberg in the all-star game, y'all. Yeah. It doesn't feel like we should have to work that hard. Am I I wrong? I mean. And even just setting aside Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi performance. It is interesting to me that a fan base has to work that hard to get another all-star caliber player from their roster to the all-star game. It's exhausting. I'm exhausted. I mean, here's the other question. Are they all-star caliber players this year? Listen, listen, I'm just, let's talk about the process. I mean, <laughs> my I beef mean, is with the process. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the fan voting. If everybody remembers, you know, why we didn't have fan voting the past few years. That was the John Scott thing. And then what happens is a bunch of people are turning around and trying to put Ryan Reeves in the all-star game. And it's like, you know, I get it. Like the all-star game is kind of a joke. And, you know, you just want to see like people with long careers who have been like good locker room people go, go and have a moment. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like it's more on the NHL to change the all-star game itself to try to get people that, like, to get big stars that want to go. Like, you know, for, Very for, the past true. Several, for the past several years, like, Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby are, like, your two most marketable stars, you know, but now, you know, 
Connor McDavid's joining him. But those would have been your two most remarkable stars. And they always have found a way to not be at the All-Star game. Yes. Like, they always have seen, like, either don't vote for me, don't select me, or, you know, this and that. And a lot of players are just, like, you know, bowing out. Like, Nick Lindstrom and Pavel Datsuk famously took a one-game suspension back in the Detroit Red Wings for just flat-up skipping the game. Yeah. That we we decline. And yep. it's like, you know, you can punish. I think there's still some punishment uh, for non-injured players declining an all-star vote. But it's just you, you got to do something about this this all-star game to make it more fun for the players. You know, like making yes, it. I agree. And NBA all-star game, like NBA all-star weekend is a an, is an event because of who all's there. Like, those players want to be at the game. LeBron wants to be there every single year. Steph Curry wants to be there every single year. And, hey, the game itself is like a Harlem Globetrotters match. Mm-hmm. But at least, you know, you're seeing all your favorite guys on the same court at once. You know, you can't say that every year about the NHL. You have to find a, you have to find a way to make this fun for the players. And, yeah, I get it. The fan vote is probably maybe the first step it's getting exhausting. back there. But, you know, you also, yeah. I mean, it's it's the, the All-Star. I'm sure this is going to come up in a, in a podcast closer to that mm-hmm. weekend. But the All-Star weekend is just a mess. That needs it to needs to be. It does. It needs to be better. And honestly, the timing of it, look. These players, that's their little window to catch their breath and spend some time with their families. Yeah. It's no wonder it's a hard sell. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm not here. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling And I should not have to work that hard to get players to the All-Star game. It's not, it's not in my, it's just not my job description. Yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll figure it out at some point. And I want to give the last plus of the day to somebody we haven't talked about in a while, Mark Borvietsky. If you haven't heard, uh, you know, Alex Doherty from A to Z sports, he's been on the show a few times, uh, Mm -hmm. asked uh, John Hines for Borvietsky update. And it sounds like Borvietsky is back working out with the team, doing some off ice workouts. Uh, John Hines said he didn't, he hasn't done anything on ice yet. Uh, which, you know, means he's still a long ways away. But considering, you know, that hit looked like, you know, at the time, maybe career-threatening, you know, given Boro's injury history, the fact that he is now working out towards a return, and it seems like at some point, whether it's this season or not, you know, there there might be a imminent return for Mark Borowiecki, which would be really good to see. Uh, it would be good if he could, you know, maybe just even in the last week of the season or so get like a little curtain call uh, from the national. So uh, good to see Borowiecki back working out again. Yes. One of my all time, he is one of my all time favorite national predators just on ice is one thing who he is off the ice and who he is for this team and who he could be for this league. Love Mark Borowiecki. So I was thrilled to see that. It was so good to hear something positive because that was that was brutal. It was. And uh, good to see him back. Um, speaking of things that might not be good to see, Anne. Oh. Uh, Flames versus Predators tonight at Bridgestone Arena. 7 o'clock puck drop. 
flames are trending upwards. The Preds, uh, if you've listened this far on the podcast, you know which way they're trending. Uh, one key tonight, Anne. Um, let's see. One of my keys for the game tonight is going to be generating offense, generating offense, generating offense. So Dan Vladar has had the last two starts in net. Jacob Markstrom really kind of having a rough, rough go. So if Markstrom is in net while, you know, I just wish good things for all people, um, pepper the fire out of him and get some goals on them. They really need to generate offense. Um, and like I said, Markstrom, he has been struggling. I, I think this is an opportunity where Nashville has got to snap back. This is like not a game where they need to make some small improvements. This is a game where they need to rubber band snap back into what they can do. And I think they need to do that offensively first. Yeah. And they need to do that five on five uh, more than too. Uh, because the you know, Flames have a very good penalty kill. Uh, the Predators power play kind of starting to fall back down to earth after a little solid run. Special teams hasn't been great. Um, so you're kind of hoping for the Predators to just take care of it in the normal flow of the game and not be disrupted uh, by all these power plays because it sounds like even the other team's penalties uh, are starting to disrupt the flow. A little bit. can't even it was so bad it was so painful that shorthanded goal shorthanded goals they're bad i can't we won't even get into the visuals shorthanded goals stink so let's not have those let's not have those mm-hmm. uh well that is a seven o'clock puck drop tonight we will have uh the full recap tomorrow so we'll let you know what happened and until we get there where can people find your work you can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me uh, on thefordcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. And while you're there, be sure to follow the podcast as well, LO underscore Predators. Uh, however you're listening to us, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you'll always know when we have fresh content out for you. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh new episode. We'll see you then.